0: The track and field meet, the foundation block for what the sport is. Ask any trackie and they'll probably be able to tell you tons of great stories of PBs on tracks of many different surface types. On this week's episode, we celebrate the track meet with two very different types of meets. In the last half of the show, we'll chat with Steve Weiler, race director of the Runner's Choice London Distance Series, a group of twilight meets that include the very renowned 1500 meter night. First so, Rachel Francois talks about the Vic City Invite, a brand new athlete design meet set to make some major waves in the coming weeks. You're listening to The Terminal Mile, at The Terminal Mile on Instagram and Twitter, a Tracky Radio production. There seems to be something brewing out in Victoria right now. We caught up with Rachel Francois a great runner and herself this past week to talk about just what's happening out there. So, before we hop into into just what this meet is, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of interested it's being put on by the Vic City Elite group and I'm not sure a lot of people are super familiar with them. So maybe you could tell me just, you know, who the group is and and you know, what they're all about.
1: Uh yeah, so it's a group, it's kind of athlete run. So it's basically in connection with the training group here at the West hub in Victoria. But, um, it, the group itself is basically us creating an identity for our team. So it's like basically a mismatch of runners that we're a middle distance group. And we just wanted to create an identity for itself. Um, I had an opportunity to do communications work this term. So I decided, or this summer, so I decided to take it on myself to brand it. And so, yeah, now we have a group with an identity and, it makes it just it makes it more better to have just like a, a team aspect
0: for sure i'm talking to uh, rachel francois right now and uh the big event is of course the vic city invite which was just announced i believe about a, a week ago i think and uh mm-hmm. you know just a lot of really it seems like a, a really cool idea perhaps you can tell me where did this idea come from
1: yeah well we had the Vic, uh, Vic International cancelled, which is the NTL race. Um, so due to like a lack of support and funding for it, which it wasn't able to come together as the meet that they wanted for the NTL series. Um, and I guess a bunch got cancelled, like the Edmonton one, and, um, which is really unfortunate. So we got together. There was a, a group of committees that got together and was able to round up some funding. So there's a legacy fund that's through the Pacific Institute here called 94 Forward. Um, And Athletics Canada has helped with us and Pisces, the training training facility here, they've put together money that has allowed us to put on a middle distance oriented race. And especially because here there's middle distance runners primarily. So we just want to attract a lot like the best middle distance runners we can here and have a low key but really fast race. So we're putting together a lot of funding for pacers. So the biggest thing is to have great pacers get really fast races out and make it a fun meet that's spectator friendly.
0: You mentioned, uh, you know, that you, that you want kind of a low key meet. Will people be able to still come out and, and watch this?
1: Yep, definitely. So it's going to be free entry. Um, mm-hmm. so we're just trying to promote it as like a race that anyone can come race watching. It's anyone in the community, they don't have to pay. It's a good, good thing for family to come out or university students. Um, we are working in with Hoin's. We're trying to ha- Hoin, which is a brewery that's local in Victoria. Hmm. So we're trying to have like a little after function to get more, just like more of a community environment around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah.
0: I'm. I'm just taking a look at uh, things. I mean, you are the uh, you're the communications person. I'm. I'm taking a look at the meet director. Uh, a lot of our listeners will know Jeff Harris. He's been on the show. He's been to the Olympics. Uh, great guy. It almost seems like this is like an athlete run, uh, you know, athlete, you know, fronted promotion or, or meet. Is is that definitely the case?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Um, we have Heather Henniger working on it, and we have like a lot of upper management people but it is like Jeff and I especially are really working together on this meet so it is athlete run because and it's awesome because we both know what we like in meats and we know what makes a good meet and we've ran in meats that we like better than others and so we're trying to make it as everything that we've liked about other meats into this um given our constraints so but we've had a ton of support so I think it's coming together to be what we want which is really exciting so
0: I'm taking a look at the uh, at some of your some of your standards for you know for support with accommodations and that sort of stuff uh, you have a 1500 and an 800 will those be the tw- the two only events that'll be run
1: yeah so we're keeping it middle distance um, really putting all our resources into that we have some Chris Council with uh, Athletics Illustrated is putting on I think a community meet right before our community race, I think. I'm not really sure what's happening with that. That's still in the works, but yeah, it's just middle distance.
0: Have you had any, uh, confirmations yet? You know, any, any big names we can look for?
1: Yeah. Uh, so we have, uh, Claudia Saunders, who's an international runner. She runs for Brooks Beast. She just confirmed, um, Canadian athlete to be Jenna Westaway, uh, Naite, who just won CIS or U sport this year. Um, and then of course our local athletes, and then we're still getting confirmations as they come. But, yeah, it's shaping up to be really good, especially the women's 800 right now, which is awesome. So I'll actually be pacing it, which is exciting. Sure. So I'm going to try and go far, uh-huh. like 600. So, yeah, we're trying to make it fast.
0: This seems, you know, it, it strikes me as being something unique. I mean, first of all, the group, the the Vic City Elite, uh, which is, you know, it sounds like it's very much an athlete initiative, as well as, you know, the entire the entire meet is is an athlete initiative. Do you think that's that's really important for today's athlete? You know, not just to be perhaps you know a really good runner but also uh, you know a self-advocate and someone who is also working on publicity and and setting up uh you know meets and opportunities to run fast
1: definitely um so for the meet itself it's just good to have well kyle merber for example is someone who has also done stuff like this so he's put on his own meet it's athlete run that he runs in himself because he knows what he likes in the track meet and wants meets that aren't so focused on making money and more focused on having fast races for the athletes and making money for the athletes as well. Um, and as for me personally doing work like this, helps because I'm interested in public relations and communications, So she has good practice in working stuff that with stuff that I'm passionate about. So I get to work with things that I know very well, which is running and people around me. And in turn, it also kind of sets myself well for post collegiate or post running life. Cause then I'll have some jobs under my belt that, have like given me experience to the real world, I guess, whatever that is. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So what would you say makes this meet different than say the NTL meet that came before it?
1: Um, I guess it's just because it's like so focused on two different events. Um, it makes it more oriented just to fast races for those, I guess. So it's very specific. Um, the prize purses will be different. Um, Um, we're not I can't say what exactly they are because I'm not dealing with them yet and they're not released but um and the money is also going towards fast rabbits so the biggest thing we're doing is getting rabbits for the race um and I guess it's just more it's just much more athlete focused um the NTL had so many other factors that with people that are involved that had to like comply with all these rules and here it's just kind of whatever we want it to be which is awesome so there's less limitations for us so that's how we can get a beer sponsorship. We can get all this stuff to mm-hmm. make it more spectator friendly and fun for the athletes.
0: So hit me with some details. When, when is it happening? How can people, you know, follow along with the, with the progress and everything?
1: Um, so it's happening on June 8th and it's gonna be in the evening. So I have, um, a, it's gonna, it's tracky. actually uh, released a page that has all the information on it. Um, for people who wanna register, there's a registration page on it. It's free for athletes to register. Um, we have an email address on there for contacting, and as for spectators, um, there's a Facebook page that's attached to as well. Um, but we'll be sending out more updates and advertising on our Vic City Elite Twitter page. We have a Facebook page, so there'll be more updates on that. So there's a lot of ways to find information,
0: for sure, for sure. And as you mentioned, uh, you guys are pretty big on on social media, so you know maybe maybe throw some of the the sites that you're on and how people can find you there.
1: Yeah, uh, we have a facebook twitter and instagram page for vic city elite it's just at vic city elite um and then on that you have all your information for us you can follow we're i've been doing a lot of uh portraits and like keeping up with the day-to-day life of our athletes um it's been pretty fun so you can see what we do every day and our little adventures and interactions so yeah give us a follow
0: All right. Just, uh, just one more thing before we go, if you could just give me, you know, a quick, maybe 60 second reason why people should be coming out to watch this or why people should be coming out to, uh, to run in this.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So reasons to come watch, it's going to be a really fun, high energy race, um, low key, nothing overhyped, but it's going to be some great real racing. Um, as for people who should come race, um, If you want a fast race, you don't have to travel too far to. You don't have to go all the way to Europe. You don't have to worry about not getting into heat. If you're in the times that we want, um, just come for a race that has no extra frills. You just come and race. We have good rabbits. Um, If you're looking to get your world championship or feces standard, this is the place to do it. We have a really fast, hard track. Um, I've PB'd on this track many times. There's been a ton of sub-two races on it, so it's definitely the place to be
0: we've been talking to rachel francois she is the Vic city elite communications person uh, as well she's a heck of a a middle distance athlete herself uh this this event sounds really exciting um you know i i wish i could come out and see it for sure Uh, i can't wait to see the results from it and i'm i'm really excited to see how it turns out thanks a lot for taking the time today uh, to be on the show rachel
1: Thank you so much. The
0: Runner's Choice London Distance Series has carved out quite a reputation for itself over the past few years. Known for fast times and PBs all around, this group of twilight meets has been the labor of love of Steve Weilers, and we chatted with him this past week. So Steve, the Runner's Choice London Distance Series has already kicked off with a uh, meet uh, just a little under a month ago, uh, maybe about three weeks ago. I have to know, though, because with the Runner's Choice London Distance Series, there's always a theme. Every single year, there's there's a good theme. What is this year's theme?
2: <laughs> uh, I guess officially you could say the theme is TBD. Um, and if you're a fan of uh, Arrested Development and remember that episode, then, that might be funny. And if not, then, uh, then not so much. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we've tried to do a theme each year, and it's usually you know some pop culture reference or whatever that I enjoy, and then um, Leslie Sexton will often do a bit of uh, artwork or sort of parody artwork or whatever for it, and and go with that. So we put it out there um, this year, giving people an option to uh, vote on the themes because I wasn't really set on you know what we want to do with it. And to be honest, got a pretty disappointing response uh, on that. So figured eh, if people you know don't really care either way, then we won't we won't bother with it
0: so unofficially we're going with a reference from a show that was cancelled many years ago that limited people watched critically acclaimed though we'll go with that okay
2: yeah and with with another season actually recently announced it'll be coming out on Netflix
0: oh where old shows go to die it'll be popular again (laughs) (laughs) I guess so I guess so um, you know, how how did that first meet go? Um, there's a, a bit of an interesting track event there and one that you don't see too, too often, although you, you should probably see it a little more. Which one was that? The the 10,000. I don't think there's a lot of good track 10,000s out there.
2: There are not. Um, however, uh, I would say that it is somewhat on the rise um, in North America with the, the death of one or two key 10Ks. Uh, over in Europe um the Americans seem to have responded by hosting more in the last couple years um certainly on the west coast there's quite a few opportunities now um and in Canada it's it's fair to say we have three regular 10,000s uh, at this point between London Guelph and uh, and Quebec City and it wouldn't be that many years ago that there was really just one and it was well smaller than it currently is so um yeah i I'd, I'd say it's definitely relatively speaking it's it's on the rise um and uh athletes are now um athletes are now able to look at previous years results and say hey i'm a i'm a 3130 guy looking to run 31 flat and i actually have some options of of where to go whereas say 5 to 10 years ago there there wasn't as much there
0: this seems like a pretty good segue because, you know, I wanted to talk to you about Twilight Meets because, uh, you know, that that is what the, the Runner's Choice London Distance Series is, is it's a, a Twilight meet. I mean, I can understand the argument that with, you know, something like an NTL meet or something, tacking on a 10,000 is not really all that feasible because, well, let's face it, a track 10,000 is, is a very long event. You know, what What are some of the advantages to having a Twilight meet? I mean, like, what What are the – what? what's the good stuff there?
2: The good stuff? Um, it's open competition and anyone can do it. So the exact opposite of age group uh, racing or, or restricted age group racing where you need to be a certain age – Attending an institution, high school, university, whatever, within a certain geographic area, any anyone can do it. So, um, you know, the the ten thousand that we do, and certainly fifteen hundred meter night, are great examples of what that that truly means. Someone from Ottawa or Western Quebec can come on in. Um, Occasionally, there's people from you know the prairies or or whatever else. Um, So, at, at, at the top end, you can have the strongest event possible. Um, but, but beyond that, um, someone who maybe for a lot of their races is, uh, let's say a grade nine for a lot of their races, is, you know, first or second fastest um, uh, boy or girl in their area. And, you know, they race the same people over and over and there's not that many people that can push them. Now you put them in an open setting and maybe they're able to run with a collegiate or or a strong master's runner or just high schoolers from a different district, a different region, um, that are the same age or slightly different age. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, that, that's really what road racing is. And you see the kind of numbers that are, that are in road racing there. Um, but, uh, track, I I really think track to an extent is doing itself, a a disservice anytime we, we limit and restrict in that, in that manner, that age group restriction and, and whatever else it, it limits what, uh, it limits the fields.
0: I'm glad that you mentioned, um, you know, first of all, road racing, but also the fact that anyone can run in a twilight meet. You know, you are um, you know, you do a couple of road races yourself. You're a race director on on the roads as well as on the track. Uh, To me, it's always seemed like there's there's been a gap in participation, though. It seems like there is a lot of people running on the roads, but not so many on the track. I don't know whether that's an intimidation thing what do you think that you can do and, and we can do to bring those people from road racing to the track setting uh
2: <laughs> that's that's funny because i I'm often in conversations that are um essentially the opposite that for people of a of a certain age they're doing track and and presumably cross country if they're distance runners, but not road racing and and what can we do um to you know Make them aware of of these other opportunities, which realistically, if they continue in the sport, are what they're going to be doing in their you know twenties and thirties and forties, so to speak so um and both issues speak to each other it's it's it comes down to um the opportunities that are are presented to you uh who the leaders are within a given um environment within a given group or community and whether or not they're exposing you to these other opportunities now in terms of the generic uh you know why doesn't a mid-pack road racer go and hop in uh, um, a competitive track meet um there's certainly issues there in terms of uh feeling like that's that's for elites or maybe not feeling welcome or, or whatever else and um We've seen that a bit in terms of Masters runners. You only get a small trickle of Masters runners um, that will be participating in Twilight Meets, whereas just massive numbers will participate in um, in road races. So part of that is that, that comfort zone, like feeling comfortable, feeling welcome. Um, in road races, you've got uh, age group prizing that, um you know covers everyone so to speak um whereas on the track it's much more focused to to the top there's no uh 30 to 39 year old award uh, at a track meet
0: so i i want to talk about meets and and perhaps one of my favorite meets to uh to watch and uh and certainly observe is uh, is one that's coming right up. Talk to me a bit about 1500 meter night. What makes that that, uh, that meet so special and uh, maybe describe to our listeners just what that is?
2: Um, I mean fifteen hundred meter night for for us was really just taking what we had done um, with Twilight meets and taking the next step. Um, and I know we we communicated previously before this interview a bit about sort of the history or evolution of, of Twilights, uh, Twilight Meets in southwestern Ontario and, you know, what things were like 8, 10, 12 years ago and, and all that. Um, but to to put it as simply as possible, uh, I guess at my end, um, a, a key thing that, that we've done is taken what there was in a Twilight Meet and still exists in, in other areas, which is, you know, offering... M- an event from each or an event or two from each event group, um, but um, but not a full track and field meet complement, so you might have uh, a one, a four, an eight, and a five k and some field events, and whatever else. Uh, we took that construct and for the most part narrowed it down to two events: one middle distance race, one long distance race. Mm-hmm. The idea being uh, minimize the diluting of the fields um prioritize uh moving into the, the later evenings, which at least in London, you know, this time of year we end up uh quite often getting very calm conditions, you know, suitable to running well over fifteen hundred five K, that kind of stuff. Um and so that that was uh that was significant at that at, at that time. Even some of our, our precursors, like the previous version of uh the Hamilton Twilight Meets um, that were very successful and are starting to be again in this iteration. Um, they did still include sprints and some other events, and uh, previously had that you know rolling, rolling schedule kind of format. So the key things that we um, sort of introduced at that time in the early years of the runner's choice London distance series were narrowing it down to usually one mid-distance, one long-distance race, and having scheduled start times. So you're not warming up kind of guessing when you're going to race and having to you know, rush things or take your time and have another 20 minutes. 1500 meter night was essentially just the next step in that process. Narrowing it down to just one event and being very, very diligent about the start time. So rather than setting a schedule that just ran it off on the times and saying, okay, this, this race starts at 6.10 and 6.20 and 6.30 and that kind of thing, actually going to the minute and looking at how long a race actually takes, and then over the years getting a sense of um, how how quickly the you know the officials and the volunteers can get the next group set up without rushing anyone. Then going okay for a heat that has people five to five and a half minutes, we need about say eight minutes or nine minutes for them. And then going to the faster sections, we can have more of a six or seven minute turnaround, and then implementing that kind of year after year so you know to the minute when your race is starting it's only 15 you're maximizing um the ability to have you know strong competition of comparable fitness to you and all that so yeah it's just the next step of what we'd already been doing with the other events
0: you mentioned how fast the uh the officials can go here's an interesting question for you do you think as dave bailey canada's first sub four minute miler has gotten older. He may have gotten slower in the mile, but faster in uh, in marshaling people on and off the track.
2: Uh, his, he he certainly has uh, quite a bit of experience now marshaling for uh, for the athletes here in London. Uh, part of part of what's allowed fifteen hundred meter night to um, to be honestly like fairly easy to to run is the simplicity of uh, the logistics of, of the event. So compared to, say, an 800 or a 400, where you would have laned or at least block starts and have to watch the check-in and all that, all that 1500, you're starting on a waterfall, so you, you know you need less officials there. It's not a uh, you know four or eight, it's not exactly one or two laps of the track, so uh, the our meets can be setting up people on the track as the officials over the finish line are kind of wrapping up, you know, what they're doing, whereas with an 800, you wouldn't be able to do that quite as quickly. Um, so uh, and you, you could do that with the 5000 as well, and I'd like to see sort of a 5000 meter night take, take, me take off, but the 1500 just lends itself extremely well to this kind of uh, format.
0: Well, that's one thing that I hear a lot from. I mean, whenever I mention 1500 meter night, uh, you know, amongst a running company, you know, usually people's eyes light up and, you know, they'll have a story about how, you know, they broke their pee-pee there or, you know, they just really enjoyed the experience. Do you think that could be more the future of Twilight Meets? you know, to have specialized meets where maybe there's only one event run, but, you know, a whole bunch of different heats? I mean, I I think that you are an appropriate person to ask because I your meets tend to only have, you know, maybe two events uh, per night.
2: Yeah, and I mean, that that's a decision um, I, I made quite a while ago in, in, in being careful with how many events we offered at a given meet. And, and I mean, it's a, it's a balanced thing. We could offer more events. We could offer three, four, five events and have more entries, have more money coming in from it, um, you know, which, which is good for the club here. Um, but diluting the fields. So for the most part, we aim to do one middle distance and one long distance event. That seems to be a good balance. And there's, there's enough other meets going on, you know, in the area that if we offer an 800 and a 5,000 and you wanted to do a 15, well, you can go down to, you know, Hamilton or Toronto or whatever else. And there's opportunities for that, you know, five or 10 days later. Um, so to speak. So the the opportunities are are still there.
0: I'm going to ask you about, uh, you know, all the details on on how people can get involved and that sort of stuff uh, coming up. But first I I want to know, I mean, you've done this series for a whole bunch of years now. Uh, You know, there, there has to be some, some really good memories and some, some really good stories, uh, you know, of the meets thus far, you know, what are a few that really stand out for you? Oh, geez. Um,
2: yeah, I mean the, the year the year we had um Michael Del Monte cover Fifteen Hundred Meter Night, uh really stands out, partly because, you know, he made that video and I was able to uh watch it many times since. Uh so that's been able to stick with us. Um uh the um two years ago when uh Nicole Fuentes Sasha Goulish and uh Gabriella Stafford um ran what what ended up being the uh, the strongest women's fifteen hundred meter race in Canada that year, and I assume one of the strongest this decade or century uh, that's taken place in in Canada that was that was awesome to see. You know, three women well under the four ten barrier at you know just a twilight meet, if you want to frame it that way. Hmm. Um, so that that kind of stuff is is pretty cool. Um, just part of part of what the meets are supposed to be about. Is you. <laughs> You know, you start off with kind of little kids racing, and then two hours later, you have national team athletes um, with the little kids on the side. Hopefully, you know, sticking around and watching and all that. It, and and that's part of what you get in road races as well, right? The whole sense of big city marathon, and there's you know Reed Cole said and whoever else, and you in a in a way you get to be a part of that. You're in the same race or in the same competition as him, so. Um, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite parts of the Twilight meets when we we have, you know, a, a whole bunch of races that span the full spectrum. Um, and, um, aside from that, um, some cool memories are just, you know, seeing large groups of people from, from other clubs, really getting into it, really enjoying it. Like it's not... It's not just about our club or, or London-based people, but seeing, you know, a bunch of new market Huskies running around and getting all excited about their teammates' PBing and all that. Um, and uh, it's 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 built uh it's been a community building thing as as well which is pretty cool just getting to meet people over the years having uh having people just you know say a quick thank you to me at the end of me like hey th- you know thanks for hosting I ran a PB again this year that that kind of thing um it it's cool to have to have that because it feels very close knit and intimate even though there were you know several hundred people just just racing over the course of the past
0: few hours. So we we've mentioned one one race under the belt, uh, fifteen hundred meter co- night coming up. Uh, there's also the London Five Thousand. There there's trackymania as well. Where can people go to find out uh, information on this, and uh, and maybe where where can they put their entries in?
2: Uh, so yeah, the the June and July meets uh registration's not open yet. It will be later this week. Um, so registration, as always, will be on Tracky Reg. And uh, our official meet website is LondonDistanceSeries.ca. So uh, you'll have all the information on there.
0: Any Twitter, um, you know, Instagram shoutouts you want to throw out there?
2: Uh, No, no Instagram. That's I don't know. I think I'm too old for that. (laughs) I haven't really got into it. Um, We have uh, we did a Facebook page for the series, just for the 2017 version of the series. So uh, a few things will be will be posted on there, it's easy enough to search just London Distance Series. Um, and we do have a, a Twitter account, at London Distance, as well. Um, so, uh, and, and for the most part, at this point, we'll use those to, um, you know, update people leading into an event, uh, point out that, you know, the final schedules posted, the, the meet programs up with, you know, everyone divided into heats, um, all that sort of sort of thing. Um, a lot of the communication does seem to take place by email um, at, at this point, though.
0: Finally, what are you going to do about that hacky announcer? That guy's just awful.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been looking around for a, a replacement, but uh, I don't know. There's just there's not a lot of young, young prospects looking to really get into the announcing game. So, uh, I guess we'll just have to stick with the same old for this year
0: well i guess my job is safe for for another year anyways he is uh he's steve weiler he's the race director for the uh for the runner's choice london distance series a series of twilight meets designed so that you can uh hit your pb if you're in southwestern ontario i highly suggest uh you go check them out uh chances are you probably already know about it but uh yeah no definitely find yourself onto one of those lines this year thanks a lot for for being on the show this week steve
2: Yeah, thanks for having
0: me on, Michael. Well, that wraps up another edition of The Terminal Mile. Big thanks to my guests this week, both Rachel and Steve, as well as to Tracky for their ongoing support. If you want to find us online, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter, at The Terminal Mile. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, tracky.ca. Thanks to you for listening. This has been The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production.